Welcome back to the CFL Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 14. In today's episode, Grace and I are going to break down food labels. We're going to go over what some uh, common things on food labels mean, how to navigate the grocery store, and why to avoid food with food labels altogether. So I hope this uh, episode brings you guys some sort of value next time you're in the grocery store. If it does, reach on out, let us know. Alright guys, enjoy. That's a good one. Alright, so language of labels. So we'll do a quick introduction piece for you though rather. So what's your official title that you're gonna go to that you're going to school for right now? That you're currently my master's in nutritional science. Nutritional science. And you're we're gonna start this reading off from a PowerPoint you gave there. Is that what I'm the looking book at? Of Ruth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was a reading I did at my cousin's wedding in Soho Ferby. Yeah. Oh. That's why I was trying to give you like an introduction to it. I thought you were being very official. No, I was. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? What's it from? (laughs) God, now I'm all. Is that on too? Yes, it's going. (laughs) All right. Well, this is this is gonna go great. I tried not to try to get it as as a drill. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, This is what did I call it? Uh, the language of love. The language of labels, not the language <laughs> of love. The language of labels. So we're going to break down, starting from a PowerPoint, from a mystery class that Grace did it was last a food science class. Food science and class. It was just a current article about food waste is all that it was. It wasn't okay. anything awesome. wild. So we're going to start off with you reading some of the more general terms that we see on the food labels. Like what I'm looking at now is natural. Yeah, there was just, there was, we went through a couple, well, I went through a couple of terms. It was just this article that was talking about how much waste of food there is. I think it's like $990 billion or something annually. It's something wild. Yeah, $990 billion is the estimated amount of money that we lose from just like food and most of it actually comes from our homes not restaurants not farms but how much we throw away as consumers so it was just breaking down the different words that you'll see and maybe like why we throw things out before they need to first one was natural so all that means if you see something natural on a package is that nothing artificial or synthetic has been added as a food additive to it so um, for preservatives and those kinds of methods but it has nothing to do with how it's been processed Um, so any kind of pesticides not included, that's still fair game if it's natural. And then, um, any kind of like pasteurization, irradiation, like any of that still fair game. It's just that nothing unnatural has been added to the food. Um, so one of those things that you're like, Oh, natural must be good for me. Not necessarily. Wait. So what they're just saying is that nothing has been added to the food, but they haven't disclosed everything that the food has been processed with. Yeah, nothing to how the outside of the food, what's ha- what the food has been through. It's just that nothing has been, like, put inside the food. Got it. So okay. that, you know. And so we're on organic now. Now, there's a couple different breakdowns of organic, isn't there? Yeah, the more, like, I don't the, know if they are. I, I don't, don't think it's... in front of me, but... The, the way that things are... Anyways. Oh, okay. Organic is the one um, that doesn't contain GMOs, so genetically modified things, um, additives or preservatives. Um, or it can't use those kinds of processing methods from before. So like pasteurization and irradiation, like it can't do that if it's organic. Um, but some people reach for things that are organic thinking they're like different in the like value that they have and they still have the same exact amount of minerals and vitamins. If you have an organic apple or a non-organic apple, you're still getting the same things out of it. 
you're just not getting anything altered when you're getting the organic kind, just the kind that's grown out of the ground is what you're getting there. Doesn't necessarily mean it has a higher content of value for you, but they usually do taste better. <laughs> well, which do you buy then? Um, there's the, what's it called? Like the, I'm like totally blanking, but there's like a list. You can like Google it of like the organic. Oh my God. It's like, it'll come out and I'll yell it later. Uh, the, oh, dirty dozen. So it's like the foods that you should buy in organic and the foods that you don't have to buy. Um, that make no difference whether it is or there isn't. Not, I mean, just, I mean, I think kind of always, if you're going for like fruits and vegetables, you don't really have to like say it like reach for the ones that are organic if you have the choice and the money and the means to do that. Oh, you have the list right um, here, though. Yeah, but the Dirty Dozen are the ones that have the most pesticides on them. So if you okay. are kind of like whatever about buying organic, the ones that you should, um, and you can just Google Dirty Dozen, but it's strawberries, spinach, kale, nectarines, apples, grapes, peaches, cherries, pears, tomatoes, celery, and potatoes. Mm. Those are the ones that contain the most amount of junk in them if they're not organic. So, okay, so buy those organic yeah. and, and the other receive ones, less junk in your mouth. The other ones, well, that's also, too, though, <laughs> we eat usually mouth. the peel on those. Like a banana, you're not eating the peel that's been, like, stuff on the outside that's happened to it. That doesn't mean that, like, the makeup of it and um, how it's been modified isn't, you know, affecting you. But right. you're not eating the banana peel or, like, the orange peel usually. <laughs> hopefully uh, so go check this out for your guys' list at home it's the dirty dozen you could yeah. just google that grace literally just google like a, that in the like first thing term, yeah. yeah you could even go just to images and there's a 2019 updated image list on there so those are the ones that you should focus on buying organic if you're if you have the ability to as ability well ability to yeah so then these ones were the ones that contributed to food waste the most and there's the sell by best if used by and used by dates and those are like widely like misconstrued around when we're buying things and whatnot. I was actually like literally talked about this in class and then went to Target. <laughs> Weird. I ended up at Target. <laughs> this is not a plug for Target. I just not a paid Target. sponsor. Um, and I like honestly heard two people in the aisle and they were like, oh, well, don't buy that. Like it's, they, they must have switched that out because, or they need to switch that out because the use by date is like off on it or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening right here. And so the terms that they put on it and the terms that kind of matter to us are just you should just understand what they mean so sell by basically the same thing as display until so it lets like the vendor so like let's target know when the food should be rotated like off of the shelf because it's maybe not at it's like freshest peak or anything but sell by has nothing to do with how we should be eating it and if it's safe or not for us to be eating it i know someone throws things out way earlier than I would throw things out. What's your rule on, like... If it's cooked and then it's sat in the fridge for more than three days... It's it's usually two days. When in doubt, toss it out. Yeah, and And he's in doubt, like, the next morning (laughs) when I'm, like, reaching for leftovers. Like... (laughs) Okay, yeah, so back on track here. Ago. So basically the sell-by date is only considered for like the retail end of like when it should be pulled off the shelf so they're not selling a, a lesser product. Yeah, because okay. they, yeah. And the, but it has nothing the companies to, too though because if you're purchasing like bread that that you're eating and it's, you know, three weeks past its date and you're like, ooh, this wasn't that fresh, this didn't taste that good, you're probably not going to buy that brand again. So the quicker the company can get it out and keep you like liking it. Right, so, it's, so it's, it's, for, it's, it's for retail but it doesn't have anything to do with expiration. Trying to like distill this down to simple bite at the yes. end. Yes. Um, best if used by, 
indicates the date which the food is in its best quality. So So that goes almost hand in hand kind of by with sale date, I imagine. Yeah. Okay, so this is basically the companies again saying eat it by this time to get the best. It'll taste the best to you. Okay. It has nothing to do with the safety of the food. Or the expiration. Okay. Or cool. the expiration of it. No, in fact, most of these don't have anything to do with expiration. Interesting. Mm, yeah. And then use by is actually a suggestion. Nothing else. <laughs> Which um, I take strongly. <laughs> Matt takes it as yeah, gospel. <laughs> absolute truth. Like throwing it No, out it's usually it. only once we cook like <laughs> well, meats and they've sat in the fridge. Okay, yeah, because some foods matter more. But yeah. use by just means it's no longer at its peak quality. And um, some things like vi- or fruits and vegetables, actually, they hit their peak and the biggest amount of vitamins and minerals that we'll take from them. And then as they start to like ripen and they sit there and stuff, they head downward a little, which is actually why frozen fruits and vegetables are one of the best things that you can have in terms of vitamins and minerals because they're frozen at their peak. So when you're having them, they're still, you're getting all of it versus like bananas that have been sitting there and now they're brown and now they're kind of mushy. It's not like you're not getting any value. You're just not getting the highest value out of it. Frozen right. ones though, you usually are. Yeah, so go frozen on the veggies and fruits, especially if you uh, need something quick and on the go, you could just drop a handful of that, some almond milk into a blender mm-hmm. and blend it up. True. Not too many uh, fruits though, guys, because then that's <laughs> carbs and sugar. Okay, so go those down. Were, those were all of those. No, and then there's just uh, a fun one that was to do because the okay. rest of them <clears throat> are, um, if you have any kind of meat, uh, the color that it's turning usually is like, purplish when it's packaged to bright red to then maybe like brown the brown just means it's been around a lot of oxygen so that doesn't actually have anything to do with um the if it's okay or not it's just kind of like not the freshest anymore but you can have brown meat even sitting in your refrigerator completely fine that has nothing to do with it for meat though got to be a little bit more careful because those like illnesses that can get you on those um come more on meat than like on breads and stuff where you can see the mold um, any kind of off smell or off color that's kind of like odd, just when in doubt, then then throw it out. Like Matt. That's well, I don't do that with like everything, just the meats that we keep in the fridge after they've been in there for like a week, and you'll still eat the chicken. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that basically goes. So, all those use by, best buy, sell by are They're all honestly, mostly, yeah, just, not for you, just. Okay, so there you go. So you guys get to go test. So what, how do we know when it is, though, when it is time to throw it out? Each different thing, each food has, like, a different... It also comes down to, like, your preference with it. But safety-wise, you're better off far along than you think you are. Um, some things, though, I would go by their dates. But even, like, so one that um, eggs usually are around five, like, in general terms, around five weeks past the use by or sell by date or whatever is on the carton. So you see like a carton of eggs and you're like, these are bad. Um, you can actually take a cup of water and drop your egg uncooked in the shell, like before you do anything with the egg. Gently set the egg, I should say, in the <laughs> cup of water. If the egg floats to the top of the water or upwards, or if it sinks down to the bottom are the two different things you'd look for. If it floats all the way up to the top, that means the egg has gone bad because there's different gases and stuff that are inside. I so think, if the egg floats, it throw it out. Up. Yeah, and if it isn't and it's a good egg, it'll go all the way down to the bottom of the glass so you can test your eggs too even if they've been in there for a while because they, they last. So if your eggs float, then toss it. Yeah. Um, all right, which brings us to the next case of the fact that 
if you're eating, especially for those of you guys that are on the nutrition challenge that we have going on down at the gym, if you're eating how you're supposed to be, then your food is very obvious when it expires because it just has gone bad because it is real food. And real food expires relatively quickly unless it is frozen or refrigerated. And if it does not uh, start to deteriorate relatively quickly, then that is because it is loaded with chemicals that is keeping it from doing that, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the rules of thumb that we always use for the grocery store is to walk around the perimeter and stay out of the aisles because if it's real food, it won't have an actual food label on it. Imagine that. Yeah, you turn it over and you're like, what's in this apple? It'll essentially just say organic or not. Apple. Apple is in <laughs> apple is in the apple. And a chicken is in the chicken. And hopefully that's all that there is inside of there. But uh, I think we're going to go through just maybe a handful of these real quick. And then you can help me uh, yeah. suffer through these um, terms that I will mispronounce and everybody can laugh them. at me. I'm not sure I can pronounce them too. A lot of these chemicals are like, that's not me. Yeah, so this is the book from, uh, I'm going to say, Vanny Hari. Can they see it there? Yeah, wow. Upside Down, cool. Feeding You Lies. So basically it just talks about, you know, all the tricks that the marketing, uh, that big food mm -hmm. uses to market us uh, foods that are healthy, that are not really healthy, that are in fact loaded with a bunch of chemicals in crap. What? What's funny? I thought that said butt. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's keep going here. Uh, so the artificial sweeteners in general is a good one because a lot of people think that since <laughs> they're getting their sweetener for something that's low calorie or diet or whatever the other one is, miracle dust. Miracle dust is my favorite because that's what goes on all my food. Yeah. I just made that up <laughs> because there's no such thing as an artificial sweetener that doesn't do the same thing to your body as regular sugar does, right? Am I wrong? Am I right? Um, it's doing the same thing as in... It's not processing in terms of energy storage, so like in terms of how it breaks down, but it's signaling, signaling wow, that got stuck, um, to us that we're having that same sweetness. So it's still, my, I think you were going to say that, but it's still kind of like yeah. keeps that sugar craving. Right. Going. And it doesn't really do, it doesn't do any good putting it into our uh, body here. Yeah, no, no. Um, so let's say, what are some of the other ones? So like caramel color, these like artificial sweeteners, I mean not artificial sweeteners, but like these, uh, what they call like quote unquote natural flavors or mm. artificial flavors. Yeah, so there's a lot of food like additives that go it. into food and you can have natural food additives and you can have artificial additives. So even yeah. like, um, so that would be one so of right like here. sugar would be like honey would be like an additive that they put into something to make it have a different taste, different texture, different flavor, whatever. But honey is natural on its own, but it's still doing the same thing as we're just getting the sweetness and the sugar out of it. Even yeah. Though it's a naturally occurring substance. As opposed to what they call here natural flavors, which. My dad's favorite thing. Natural flavors. Yeah, he would just turn it over and be like, natural flavors, what even is this? <laughs> and here's exactly what it is. It's flavors made from a proprietary mixture of chemicals derived from anything in nature. Mm -hmm. So the reasons to avoid, the only difference between natural and artificial flavors is that natural flavors come from substance found in nature. Natural flavors are used to make foods taste real. Real. Mm. <laughs> so you get there. Essentially, they're like getting this ball of crap, which is usually a refined sugar carbohydrate, right? Like some sort of uh, this wheat. This is America, of course it is. Yeah, wheat enriched 
uh, carbohydrate. And just to be clear, like it's funny when people just blanket term the term carbohydrate because a lot of the times what we're referring to is like the crap, like the sugar, the chips, the cookies, like the sodas, like those type of pointless calories, uh, carbohydrates and sugars. More empty calories. Yeah, that you're putting into your body as opposed to like nobody saying, you know, watch out for the broccoli. Like the, which is also the carbohydrate, which is also carbohydrate potatoes or squash or a lot of those other things are still fine for you. Carbohydrate is not like the bad word. It's just, we're referring to things as like crap food. Yeah. Which is, we should call it that. And just to close out this natural flavors. So essentially they're trying to extract things in nature to make their foods, which is what we just talked about is that process refined carbohydrate, AKA just junk and sugar they're putting into your body in order to make that taste good. Every flavor may contain up to a hundred ingredients. Including different synthetic chemicals that a bunch of them, which I can't pronounce, which some of them have also been found like a a subway came underneath um, scrutiny like a couple years back. And uh, the author of this book, she was the one that charged the head on getting the same chemical that was in yoga mat. Oh, that's, out yeah. of the bread because mm-hmm. they're putting that same chemical into it to help it's preserve um, the bread to make it look good and it could sit on the shelf way longer because, as you guys know, yeah, they put that into like quite a few things actually. If you bake it's the a, bread. It's in there somewhere. Yeah, red dye okay. number 40 is an artificial red dye derived from petroleum. Mm-hmm. So do we even need to go over the reasons why you need to avoid having that into your body? Which a lot of the red dyes, like number 40, number 3, even like the yellows and the blues, all those are mostly found in all the candies and different stuff that is going on. I think along with the cereals too, right? Yeah, there's Like a, Fruit Loops and what have you. Oh, so sad. Like the, I don't think it's, it's like an American thing. I think it's like more on the English side. But there's like every additive that goes into food. So that's like colors and um like emulsifying agents so that's like um our challenge talked about those with like peanut butter or like frostings or um salad dressings like two things that shouldn't mix together like oil and water and there's like emulsifying agents so they are together so then when you like open your peanut butter you're not like oh there's a bunch of oil on top to deal with like it stays together those are additives um, but they i mean there's tons of additives there's additives to keep things fresh to keep things from spoiling some of them aren't even like bad for you like just because it's added doesn't mean it's terrible but um and that's the difference like a whole like there's like a whole um like list and they're like e numbers so there's like e 123 is like this specific additive so when you're talking you know how like a chemical has like a real name when you break it down um so there's like terms for all of those different things and like each of the different reds has like its own different thing because of like what it's made of and some people can be allergic to different substances and you have to be able to look for them and know specifically what you're having yeah so anyways there's a lot of stuff inside those chemicals is that's a long way to there's a lot of say. stuff or inside if you those are flavors. looking at a food list that has things that you are unable to pronounce it's not good for you so to go back to uh and to kind of close this whole thing out um i hope that this has given Silly you silly ingredients yeah, that's that's, awesome. I can't pronounce that name, but it's the same defoaming agent that was used in Silipuddy. polysiloxane. There it is. In your food, ready to eat. The enriched flour and, enriched, and, uh, and bleached flour, um, those are uh, in a lot of the carbohydrates that are there. And that's basically heavy processed flours with synthetic, 
this, uh, excuse me, synthetic vitamins and minerals added. And the reason why it's added is because it's been processed down so much that they have to add something in to have some sort of uh, nutrient value. And as you guys know that whenever we're supplementing something, it's always a large downgrade to getting it from directly food, from food sources rather than from a scoop in a protein shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that one just real quick on um, the challenge this week about um, how to buy bread because bread is like a big thing because carbs are the enemy. Carbs shouldn't be the enemy. But that you're looking for the word whole if you're doing whole grain or whole wheat because if not, then they're enriched because there's like three different parts to the wheat and they strip some of those down. If and then they make their enriched kind because they don't really have any value then. So, so, so buy whole. It. But if you have whole, it means the whole grain has been ground into the fiber in the um, flour that you're eating. So right. that's a good kind. So there you have it. So there's a little bit of uh, you know how to navigate how long foods last for, I suppose. And then to avoid those boxed foods altogether and go with uh, real food. But now you guys have a little bit more understanding into those labels. Um, to get more on this, you could go check out Carrie uh, Gilman a couple podcasts ago on the iTunes and listen to her keynote that she gave at CrossFit HQ, which Grace and I actually saw. Uh, we were there when that one went down. Um, and you guys could pick up Feeding You Lies, which is, uh, again, Vanny Hari's book. We'll link the um, we'll have the links in both the show notes down below so you guys could go check that out. And in the meantime, that is The Language of Labels. Brought to you by Grace and Matt. <laughs> All right. Anything else you'd like to add? I never think of anything at this point. At no. the end of it? Okay. Well, you did great. And then hopefully we could get more and more of these rolling. <laughs> and also, too, we'll start filming and showing you guys some of the dinners that we make, which we were talking about doing. We just yeah. got a Okay, exciting. All right, check us out. Please like, subscribe, and if you guys could uh, rate the podcast on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Thank you, and goodbye.